Welcome to Mastering Life's Adventures, an educational podcast about tapping into your true self, the soul, your soul, the substance of your life, to discover what life's ups and downs are really about, and how to have a greater sense of purpose, peace, joy, and fulfillment. I am Dr. Judith Holder, your host, coach psychologist, fellow seeker who enjoys diving into the connections between spirituality, psychology, wellness, and your everyday life's adventures. All preparing and polishing you like the fastest of magnificent diamond to be your best self. If you're craving more from your life, you are in the right place. Come, let's journey together and transforming what you know into who you really are. Mastering Life's Adventures begins now. Hi, I'm back. I'm here to talk about another barrier and roadblock to your soul's progress. And it's something that we don't think a lot about or often about, as I've said about one or two other types of barriers. But this one, I think it just so naturally, it happens so often, then it can be like dribbling a ball those who dribble balls. Uh, Others, it may be walking. You know, we all have to walk, for example. And this next barrier is it's related to discouragement, which I kind of talk about it as deflating discouragement. Deflating discouragement. And when you think about discouragement, It could be like working on a project, which you've been working on for a good period of time. And you thought it was going to pan out to be something really successful and something rewarding. But instead, it yielded very little and it felt more like a failure. And then what comes along with that is discouragement. We just feel discouraged with all the time, the energy, the effort that we put into something, the sleepless nights that we use to work on it. Or it can be that you work so hard on certain things and then you think you're ready for a promotion and there's all the indicators that say yes and people are kind of rooting you on to get uh, that promotion And so you decide to put in your hat into the ring for that promotion and the next step in your career, whatever direction that you're moving in, and it results in you didn't get the promotion. How discouraging can that be? And you thought all the time and the energy and the effort that you put into that particular position and um, doing so much work would have ended in a promotion. So I want to talk about this particular type of barrier of discouragement and the aspect of it being deflating is because of the energy, the time, the uh, mental thinking that we put into something that we think and we're excited about initially and we think it's going to be something great, and it doesn't end that way. And part of this aspect of deflating is is that it's like two levels, like a double dosage of of, um, finding that 
you're not getting further ahead that you want to get ahead in. And it's like two steps forward and four steps backward and where you're wanting to go. And the aspect of it being deflating is because discouragement has its own level of feeling of despair. But when it's added to it, deflating, deflating comes to not only the experience that we went through with that promotion, for example, but it also is deflating with the mental thoughts that we have about it and the griping and the complaining and the sense of woe is me. And I get that. You know, I think we've all, raise your hand, you know, if you've been into the area of discouragement, we've all had that experience. But the frequency and the type um, is very important. We don't want to stay in the land of discouragement or the land of regretville, regretting that we ever did it, regretting that a person told us this was going to be, be the best thing for us to do. And it ended up not being. We don't want to stay in that particular energy or frequency because it does have an impact upon our soul, which I'll talk about in a minute. Getting back to this discouragement and this deflating aspect, because emotionally we felt that we were going to do good and this was going to be a good experience and this was going to, we could envision ourselves in that promotion and we can envision ourselves taking to the next level in our career or we could envision ourselves having a child and, and um, being a good parent, but you know, we didn't get pregnant, so it, it didn't happen. The um, discouragement, uh, again, is one aspect, just feeling down about it and feeling like you want to give up, but the other aspect of this is related to the deflating of the mental and the emotional aspects that it places us in. And then sometimes in that state of emotional losing confidence in our abilities or in our own inner self to be able to achieve what we really want or in relate to not having confidence in our abilities. So we double down harder on ourselves to try to do better and be better. But maybe we're looking at this from the wrong direction. We're looking at it from the direction of didn't do something or didn't do it right or having to do it over again. Or we may be looking at it from the aspect of that person was really critical of the project. And that's why it didn't go anywhere because they you know, ended up and telling the uh, superiors, uh, those in senior management, that they really didn't think the project was going to go anywhere and that it wasn't a quality work and whatever, whatever. And what we have to be able to do more of is say, did I do my best? And most likely you did. And... MR is going to hit a thousand percent of the balls out of the ballpark? Probably not. So there's so what is it that I can grow from in this experience? How can I be able to expand my awareness and knowing that I need to get out of the mindset that I have to do it right the first time 
in everything that I do. And there is something called growing pains. And those growing pains, I think we've all experienced them. You know, when we start off uh, with a particular project or in a particular role at work or at school, or we're trying to advance a particular thought process, we may not get very far. It may take time. It may take contemplating more. It may take rearranging things like mind mapping. You know, you're rearranging it in a way that feels like the pieces are going to fit a little bit better, but it's an evolutionary process. It's an evolving process, just like your soul is always evolving. We also are always evolving in our thoughts. And we also certainly have to be aware of we're always evolving in our emotions, too. We do need to be aware of our emotional reactions because that's where this level of deflating discouragement keeps us stuck. Because it's in our emotions that when we're revolving on the things and why it didn't go right and how other people were responsible, how it didn't go right and, and how we should have put more effort into something that we were doing. You know, all that is always revolving in this emotional turmoil of being upset, being disappointed, feeling as if we never get ahead, feeling as if you know this is always happening to you, which may or may not be true. The all statement is like the all or nothing statement, which moves into a misbelief or disbelief that you're holding, that you have to challenge yourself around and know that there's certain thoughts that we can have that can be irrational. Certain emotions that we have can be irrational and we have to identify them and know, say, is that in, in the way in which we can do that. And sometimes what I talk and say to my um, coaching clients is to be able to say to oneself, is it true? Is it true? Is it true that I'm always going to do it wrong? Probably not. Is it true that I'm not going to get farther along in my career because I seem like to be reaching dead ends? Probably not true. You'll probably continue to incrementally make movement forward. But it also requires some reassessment and reevaluation because sometimes we're not in the right job. It's not the best fit for us. And so we're not being successful maybe in a particular way. And we've been doing this for several years. And maybe you're coming to the conclusion that there's certain skills that you've learned, which is great, but maybe the role that you're in may not be as great. And so we all have the decision-making abilities to determine when we do need to move on and when we do need to hold on, just continue to do our best and see what happens. And everyone has to make that type of choice. With the evolving of the emotions that go on when we're so feeling discouraged by the events, circumstances, or by our own expectations that we do have, we have to break them down. We have to know that in this particular circumstance, does this always happen to me? And if you say, yes, it does in this particular type of circumstance, then it's allowing you to know it's something I need to drill deeper around and look at a little bit more. Or with that circumstance, it may be particular types of events that come up. And in those events that are coming up, you realize every time when it relates to having to give a speech on the, inv the investments that people need to make, which is my area of specialty, this particular type of question stumps me all the time. And I'm not quite sure how to respond to that question even though I feel like I'm pretty good at what I do, 
But I don't understand why that stumps me. Well, that's something you need to look deeper into and do some more research around to see what's happening. Or it may be with a circumstance in your marriage, which you're, you're finding that you always are having arguments as relate to finance. And finances is a major area that couples can argue about, certainly. But as it relates to you and what goes on with those particular arguments, you have to look at what is true and what isn't true. Is it true? And those things that aren't true, then you have to have a conversation around. But those things that may be true related to what you're doing as it relates to the finances, you may need to make some tweaks around. And when we start making tweaks and start we start making certain changes, then we find the whole area of discouragement starts to decrease. Starts to decrease. We are now being more encouraged to be able to do some shifts and changes that will make that marriage better, that will make that relationship better because we're taking ownership of what we have control over. And the other person needs to do the same. But we're not only doing it because the other person needs to do it and therefore I'm going to do it. No, we're doing it because I want to be a better person. And that's the role of the soul. That's the avenue, the path of the soul. The soul does it because it allows that inner working of who you are to be better. And in being better, you can have a greater sense of fulfillment. And not think your partner is going to be the person who's going to fill you up and make you whole. It is your soul and your soul's quest and your soul's spiritual practices that you engage in that allows you to have a greater sense of wholeness and completeness. And that marital or partner that you're involved with accents that, accents who you are. And that's the beautiful thing when we start understanding we can move away from discouragement, do things that are more encouraging, as I was just talking about, and knowing that individuals may be supportive to us, but it's we ourselves that has to fill our well inside, help our soul to expand and advance and to be able to um, sense a greater sense of wholeness and completeness and not think it's only going to come from this marital or this partner that I'm involved with. Now, the other aspect of discouragement, when it's happening, it seems like so often to us, we get into doubting ourselves. We're doubting our abilities and we're doubting maybe even our perceptions about things. We're kind of living not only in the, the land of Regretville or the town of Regretville, but we can also live in the, the town of Doubtville. We don't want to stay there, just as like we don't want to stay in Regretville. And that doubting that's happening, maybe what we have to look at instead is, am my expectations appropriate? Are they set in a, a way that allows me to grow and aspire, but is not so high that it topples me and gets me into more doubt and uncertainty about myself? This gets back to the issue around confidence in ourselves. We want to be able to th do things that allow us to feel confident and also be realistic to knowing that there will be times in which we will feel discouraged. 
And equally so, you'll have that deflating discouragement that will happen. But do you stay there or do you advance? It's like, do you have a one-like stay or, or a, a year in the town of Doubtville or Regretville? It's like, no, if I, I may have stayed there for a day or two, but I'm not going to stay there. So it's like, what is it that I need to help me to move past this whole issue of discouragement? And that's where the soul comes in. And that's where your willingness to experiment comes in. And I want you, I want you to first think about is, what's the frequency of this aspect of deflating discouragement happen? How often in a day? Or how often in a week's time? Or how often in two weeks? Or in a month? Can I track myself and see how often I get discouraged? Because the amount that we get discouraged has an impact upon the energy of our soul. And if our discouragement is our energy is going out through discouragement, then our attention is placed on discouragement and our attention is not on the soul evolution the evolving of our soul, the progressing of our soul, the, our soul being able to see avenues to step around the issue that is feeling discouraged or to act in a different way that will allow us to be able to continue in the world of encouragement and encouraging ourselves and knowing that we'll do better each and every day in every way. And, and, or that we'll be able to transform or transcend in some ways, the discouragement, because we saw the silver lining in that dark cloud. We were willing to look for what is the silver lining here of this situation that I don't like that happens to me, that has happened to me. But you know what? I'm, I'm thinking about it and trying to look at it from a standpoint of growth and development, from a standpoint of evolving to be my best self in all that I do, thought, word, and deed. And that also includes in our emotions. So one way in which we start to do that is something that I'd like you to think about, which I call top, T-O-P, keeping on top of these energies of discouragement that will happen. It's just not a matter of if they're going to happen. It's just a matter of when we happen and how long we stay in that frequency of discouragement that may be to the detriment of our soul. Instead of leaning forward and thinking about top. T-O-P. Keeping on top of energies like discouragement. The first thing that we have to do is begin to train our mind. We have to know, do we, do we, or I, as an individual, tend to see the glass half empty or half full? And if we tend to see things half empty, then we need to train our mind to be able to see things half full or neutral. It is called in coaching, charge neutral that this experience is not going to make or break me. It's a charged neutral perspective. I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to move on from it. If you are the one that sees it half full, 
then you want to look at things from an optimistic view, but not so optimistically that um, you don't see the realism of whether something is possible or not possible. So you want to be have a, a realistic optimism, just as the person who maybe sees the glass half empty wants to have a, what would I call it, grounded expectations, grounded in the reality of saying, if my expectations are on par with what this situation is, okay, if it's not, then let me make a shift and let me make a change in my expectations. Because it's usually when we're seeing that class half empty, we have already envisioned in our mind how we think things should go and how we would want them to go. And when things veer off of that, then it gets discouraging for us. Because not only is the mindset one of seeing things half empty, but a part of that mindset is the vision or the perspective or the expectation about how things need to go or should go or you want them to go. And when they don't meet that expectation, then you get deflated and then you, you become discouraged. The deflation is in your thoughts of saying, well, I don't know why, what happened? It should have went that way. It should have been better. This is how I envisioned it to go. And now that it's not going that way, then it slides you very easily into the world of discouragement. Now, when we get into that world of discouragement, either through the path of seeing the glass half empty and not having that uh, realistic optimism about things, and we're still, because people will say, you know, I'm a positive person, I'm a happy person, I'm, a, you know, a really enthusiastic individual, and so I don't know why I'm feeling so discouraged all the time. Because what I'm talking about is a mechanism, whether it's the either or the or perspective. What the underlying current of this is, is I do need to be able to train my mind to see things as they are. And not as I would like them to be entirely. It doesn't mean that you can't have a vision for it, but you're not stuck in that vision. You're not, you're not crystallized in that perspective about things. But instead, what you're willing to do is just say, hmm, this isn't, what are the possibilities that, in which direction that this could lead in? There's, you know, option A, option B, option C of how this can happen. Expand your horizon, especially for those who are seeing the glass half empty. So it expands me to know that there may be different ways that this experience or this project or the interaction with certain people will go. And so I know that I'm always going to have, you know, a viewpoint of seeing the best, but I'm not going to be even tied to that best. I'm just going to try to do my best in terms of keeping flexibility in my perspective about things. Training the mind is being able to do some of the things I just mentioned with that ability to say, okay, what are my expectations? What's realistic? What is unrealistic here? What is it that I am hoping that this other per person will or will not do? And is that realistic? Because sometimes we hope others to do is really quite unrealistic. That's not how they are. That's not what makes them tick. Um, and so we haven't seen that in them. And why are we expecting them to be different? Part of it is we really want people to be like us, more like us. Isn't that true? 
If people were more like us, then the world would be a better place, right? Uh, but there's many different flavors to ice cream, just as there's many different flavors to the human condition and people and their personality types. And so we have to realize that you may be in terms of their type of ice creams that they like or pecan versus French vanilla or chocolate versus pistachio nut ice cream. There's so many different flavors that we have to be open to knowing that people have free will. And when we're interacting with other individuals, we have to be aware that it may go a little bit different. That's why we're thinking about in order to buffer this aspect of deflating discouragement, saying, okay, with this particular situation, circumstance, or perspective, or uh, view that I have about myself, be more flexible. What is option A, B, and C? So that begins with training the mind. And that's, and I, and invite you to, to find ways in which you can write down the top two ways that you can begin to train your mind when your mind wants to go down one pathway, which is so used to and it's habitual that you know it's not serving you. And I'm giving you just a way in which you can do that is to be able to ask more questions about the way you're thinking or feeling. And then the other piece with this top is see life as opportunities, the O, as opportunities. This is how the soul wants you to see things, as opportunities for growth, opportunities to be able to make different decisions, opportunities to be more intentional in living life more abundantly and fully. So that when these things come up, into our worlds, these events or situations or circumstances, we know it's an opportunity to help us to grow in in some particular way. That's how the soul looks at it. It's an opportunity to pause, push the pause button and say, hmm, what is it that I'm supposed to get out of this here? And whether it's painful or it's delightful or it's in the middle or it's neutral, In some ways, you're still trying to figure out to every experience that comes my way, there is something for me to grow in a fun and in a delightful way. And it may be something simple that's showing me that I got to laugh at these situations because in a grand scheme of things, it's very minuscule, this situation that happened to me. So I can laugh at it because I don't want to make it any bigger than what it needs to be or is. So begin to see life as opportunities, as news, newsworthy stories in your world to help you to be able to see certain themes that are coming up or certain patterns that are happening that the soul needs to grow from. It's like when I talked about earlier, like the promotion. One of the things that when that person didn't get the promotion, maybe the thing that they were learning from that is, maybe maybe it's not the right timing for me to have this promotion because I'm also involved in this. I also just had a newborn and also, you know, I have a call, um, you know, in terms of the type of work I do. Um, And uh, if I believe 
in the higher source, the I am presence, the God source, the creator, then I ask God to help me see and help me do my best and also to let me release those things I need to release. Let it be under the auspices of God's will, not my will. So everything that I am trying to aspire or I am doing, wouldn't it be great if you surrender it to God's will? So you have a partner in this process. This surrendering to God's will, your soul is understanding that it is my reactions to things that will allow me to grow or stifle me, create that barrier. It is my reactions to situations that are happening to me at work or in my personal life or in my home life that I need to be keenly aware of that I'm not moving into the town of Regretville or Doubtville, which ends up being Discouragementville, you know, the city of discouragement, and then you have different towns, right? (laughs) Um, And so it's like, no, I don't want to be in a city. This is not the city I want to be in. And so you're willing to be able to say, I surrender this to the highest will of God. If this is right, may it come my way. If it is not, may my good be found elsewhere. Now, the P for this being on top and keeping on top of discouragement and more specifically uh, the deflating discouragement. That is related to this private conversation or check-in that we're doing with ourselves. It's privately. No one sees it. No one hears it. Just you and your inner self, your soul self, the substance of your life. You're checking in. And as you're checking in, you're seeing where are we at? How are we doing? You're acknowledging it. You're taking a few minutes, you know, just to sit with, how am I doing with this? And you're asking yourself inner questions that allows you to get more in tune with your soul essence. Now we've talked about meditation, or we'll be talking about it. It depends on what sequence I put this in. Um, In the process of just sitting with yourself, even if it's just for five minutes or ten minutes, you're getting more centered in the inner world that exists within you and the nuances and the vibrations and the orchestra that's being played within you and asking your soul, how are we doing? What do you need? And if I were to visualize an image for this conversation that I'm having with my soul, what would that image of my soul be? Which we talked about in a previous podcast on setting the foundation in 2022 in the fall. When we're uh, being willing to just be quiet and sit with ourselves, then that's where we fine-tune in this private conversation and this private silence, our intuition. That that intuition, which is a part of the soul, gets clearer. And we become clear about when it is our soul that's speaking and when it's our ego persona speaking to us. 
you can become clear in the nuances that exist, and that's exciting. When we can say, yes, this is, I feel my soul, my soul essence is asking me, or telling me, or requesting, or guiding me to be able to do certain things, and they pan out well, and they pan out in the right way for us, because we're in listening grace. And that's one of the things that we're learning from, we're learning to do, is to be in more listening grace. So we just talked about this whole area of deflating discouragement that happens to all of us. But so it's not a matter of not happening. It's like when it does, what do we do? How do we get back on on the track, on the path with ourselves? And one of the things we just finished talking about is top, T-O-P. Train the mind. The opportunities, see all situations coming to us as opportunities. And then having this private conversation with ourselves of words of encouragement, words of comfort, of being more silent and listening, being listening grace with our inner self, our soul self. So we stay on top of any type of discouragement that's trying to come into our worlds or into our minds or into our hearts. Something to think about. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode on Mastering Life's Adventures, being your best self through soul evolution. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, I would be delighted if you would share this episode with others. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe to my Mastering Life's Adventures podcast. Look forward to your joining the next episode. Please leave any comments or suggestions you might have below. Bye for now.